welcome back to another episode. So I like to try and keep my Monday and my Friday episodes around the same topic, just so I can feel like I have my life together, even though we all know that I am just lying to myself. But I'm pretty sure the title gave it away. And yes, today we are going to be talking about the one and only, the man, the myth, the legend, Tupac Shakur. Now before I jump into this, I have some super exciting news, and this podcast finally has its first sponsor. Woo! This podcast is now sponsored by Eva's Bell Bonds, where their licensed professionals are available 24-7, seven days a week. They work hard to make your experience as fast and convenient as possible. Their goal is to help reunite families across the state of Idaho safely and effectively. Payments are available. Se habla español. Give them a call and let them help you at 208 312 3660. Again, that is 208 312 3660. And trust me, if you guys have some bad influences in your life, like I did once upon a time, you're going to be looking for a bail agent because <laughs> sometimes they are the only people who can honestly help you. And from just being there to experience it with others, if you are in the state of Idaho, Eva's Bell Bonds is the way to go. They are super professional. They will always be there when you need them. They will work with you. And not a lot of bail companies will allow you to do payments. So that is something that will make that really distinguishes them from other companies. They go above and beyond. And I wouldn't put it in the show if I did not believe that they weren't going going to give you 1000%. So back to your regularly scheduled program. Tupac Shakur was born as Lysane Parrish Crooks on June 16, 1971, in Harlem to Alice Faye Williams. When Alice became a member of the Black Panther Party, she changed his name to Tupac Amaru after Peruvian revolutionary Tupac Amaru II when he was only one years old and changed her name to Afini Shakur. She had become pregnant with Pac in 1970, while she was charged with conspiring to set up a race war. After she successfully defended herself in court, she was acquitted the following year. In 1986, Alice had moved the family to Baltimore, where Tupac was enrolled in the prestigious Baltimore School for the Arts. He loved it there, and was influenced with literature, especially Shakespeare. Pac stated while he was here at the school, it was, quote, "...the freest I ever felt." Because the crime rate was so high in Baltimore, they moved out to Marin City, California. It was here where Afini would turn to drugs. This was also where Pac would take to selling drugs and become involved in the gang culture, although he was never fond to be... Although he was never really fond of, like, drugs and gangs and things like that, he was always against it. It's kind of hard when you are kind of growing up by yourself in the streets of California. In 1990, he joined Digital Underground, you know, the Humpty Dance guy? He had performed on two Digital Underground albums in 1991, then released Tupacalypse Now later that year. In 1992, Tupac was cast in the film Juice, and the following year, he, he appeared in Poetic Justice. And before I continue, I found out this really kind of super funny thing was that Tupac actually read for the role of Bubba in Forrest Gump. <laughs> that that was really 
surprising to me. Can you imagine Tupac acting in Forrest Gump like next to Tom Hanks? Anyway, in 1992, Tupac was cast in the film Juice. The following year, he appeared in Poetic Justice. In 1993, his second album, Strictly for My N-I-G-G-A-Z, it was more successful than the last. The songs Keep Your Head Up and I Get Around really helped him establish a name for himself. In 1994, he formed a group called Thug Life. Along with other musicians, they released one album called Thug Life Volume 1. Along with all this fame came a lot of trouble. In 1994, Shakur, Shakur was shot during an armed robbery case, as well as getting convicted for sexual assault. He was still incarcerated when his third album, Me Against the World, came out in 1995. He was paroled after serving eight months in prison. When he was released, he signed with Suge Knight's Death Row Records. The next album, All Eyes on Me, came out in 1996. The album was debuted at number one on the Billboard charts and sold more than 5 million copies within its first year of the release. The album also went multi-platinum just months after it's released, with songs like California Love, How Do You Want It, and Rather Be Ya. Can you blame people for thinking it was a banger? Um, no. He then starred in the film Bullet in 1996. On September 7, 1996, Pac was leaving a Las Vegas casino where he and Suge had just attended a fight featuring Mike Tyson. It is said that he was so hyped after watching Tyson knock out his opponent in 50 seconds. Also, I heard... Did I just say 50 seconds? I did. 50 seconds with the S. Also, I had heard that um, the song... The entrance song that Mike Tyson walked out to was in fact a Tupac song, so I don't blame him for being super hype about it because if somebody walked out to my song, I would be the coolest guy ever. <laughs> Have you guys also seen the conspiracy about the time traveler at the fight? How there was supposedly a dude in the crowd with a smartphone in 1996. And I'm a super huge fan on conspiracy theories. Everybody hates me for it because I think everything is literally a conspiracy, but you can honestly not be so close-minded that you don't believe that crazy things happen. They walked into the lobby of the MGM Grand when they saw Orlando Anderson, who was a member of the Southside Crips. He was standing by the elevator. A few months before, Orlando had jumped and robbed one of Pac's bodyguards and stole one of the death row chains that he had around his neck, and everyone knows that this is a huge fuck you so you do not disrespect people that way when Pac was notified of who he was he wasn't going to let him get away with him disrespecting not only him but his crew and his record label and especially Shug Knight because he was he's huge like think of um I keep thinking about Shaq but like maybe Uncle Phil from the Fresh Prince <laughs> kind of like that he was a big guy so I can't ever imagine anybody trying to dis disrespect him because he's so scary. Pac approached Anderson and asked him if he was from the South. And before Anderson could answer, Pac threw a fist and his crew jumped in. Pac was pulled from the fight and they went back into their hotel room. Tupac had to perform at Club 622 at midnight. While he was getting ready, he was told to wear his bulletproof vest. Why is that so hard to say? Bulletproof vest. 
There you go. Puck had claimed it was too hot that day, so he brushed it off and he didn't wear it that night. They stopped at Shook's house before heading to the club on Las Vegas Boulevard. Shook and Puck drove really slow. They had a lot of time before they were supposed to go out and perform, so they were just, you know, cruising, just chilling through the town, driving slow in their black BMW with Puck's bodyguard following them and the car behind him and then three more cars following him. They stopped on Flamingo Road at a red light and were distracted by women in the car besides them. While they were talking to the girls and telling them, you know, where they were going to be, they invited them out to the club. A white Cadillac pulled up on the right side of the vehicle with Pac in the passenger seat. They had a clear view of him. All they saw was, all the bodyguards said, said that he saw was a hand coming out of the window with a gun and then it started shooting. The Cadillac drove away while the bodyguard tried to gun it down. Suge tried to drive away as well, and the bodyguard followed them. Unfortunately, Suge crashed his car into the curb, and the police thought that they were the shooters and not the victims. So when they had to stop because Suge ran the car into the curb, the police ordered that they got out of the cars, they had them lay down on the ground, and literally had guns pointed at their heads while the white Cadillac just got away. Pac was rushed to the University University Medical Center and he was put into emergency surgery. Pac had four gunshot wounds. One went through his pinky, the next through his thigh and it like ricocheted around in his abdomen and then the next two went through his chest and they ripped through one of his lungs. After surgery, he continued to fight for his life. Unfortunately, six days after his surgery, he was pronounced dead September 13th, 1996 at 4 p.m. And I wish I could really explain how frustrating this case was with him. I feel like the police didn't try hard enough to get answers or really figure out what the fuck went down. They, They were provided the video footage of the fight that broke out back at back at the MGM Grand Hotel and they said that they couldn't really find anything from this all they got from it was Orlando's first name the dude that they beat up and there was so much more to Tupac Shakur like and I know that he is really only defined I feel like a lot of people only define him by like his criminal history or his beef with Biggie and the incidents with the law but I wanted to give like the gist of his life because this episode was about him and I feel like many people are biased about him because they always want to tie him in with being this awful person this person who promoted violence and all this stuff and it really wasn't until he became famous that he actually got he had any sort of criminal record was after he became famous which is understandable because along with all this fame also comes a lot of people who are involved with things that he wasn't even fond of in the first place and it's not like he was a bad person like there's a lot of there's there's I can't even like stress this enough because I have watched so many documentaries, I've listened to podcasts, I've listened to everyone speak about this. 
And I'm like, there is not a lot that somebody can do when you are growing up on the streets, you're by yourself, you are, um, I guess, a different, you're a person of color, you're a young boy, and I don't remember where I heard this quote, but I'm like, that's the truest shit I've ever heard. He's like, when you are a young person of color, and even if you're not involved with any of that, or you don't like drugs or whatever, no matter what you did, you were either selling the drugs or you were helping the drug dealers like with everyday tasks that they needed to get done. Like there's no way around it. And I know that that may sound like, because there are a lot of people nowadays who think, oh, you always have a choice, you always have a choice, but some people really don't have a choice. Like you are just jumped into all of this craziness and there's really not a lot you can do about it. He was so much more than the gangs and the people he hung out with and you can really hear it in his music. He was so passionate about everything and he really put his heart and soul into his music. He was really all about just his music because he had even stated that he wasn't making anything. Like Suge would buy him cars and things he wanted but he never really directly got paid his mom had actually said that he was broke that he never had any money because Shug would handle all the money and all the money and the cars or I should say the cars and the houses were on leases because who knows what the hell Shug was doing with all this money and I just wanted to give you guys his story and not focus on everyone else or anything else because this is about Pac and I I feel I don't know I have like a lot of like I'm such a hardcore empath and I have a lot of emotion towards it because I feel like there was no justice in his case or what happened to him and I think that he deserved a better a better ending a better I don't know even just an investigation like they didn't even give him that because they considered it a gang war it was gang violence and nowadays when do you ever see or hear the news reporting on gang violence people die every day on these streets and you don't even hear it because everybody's too busy with all this other stuff that's not even important but anyway i don't want to get political on here um, there are many conspiracies about what happened to Pac. Many people say that he's still alive. Other people say that it was Biggie who shot him. There were there were other people who believe that Suge Knight did it. And people believe that he fled to Cuba, that he's in Mongolia, I think. And I'm pretty sure Suge Knight's son had made a video stating that Tupac was not dead. So... I don't, I don't know what I believe. I feel like it's disrespectful of me to believe that he's not dead, but because my conspiracy part of my brain loves conspiracies, I would want to believe that he's alive, but <laughs> I, I don't know. I am torn between the two, but we might never know, but at least I know that his death brought an awareness to what was really going on. 
I feel like it really, I don't know, maybe, I don't want to say put a stop to it because it's still big and it's still going on, but it definitely made a huge impact on the gangs and the whole East Coast, West Coast thing that went down where everybody was fighting each other and having a cow and so many people died because of it. But I think that it moved us forward at least a little bit. Pac wrote, Pac broke so many records after death. He broke the, I don't even, how do you even pronounce this? The Guinness, the Guinness, <laughs> I'm going to say Guinness. I know it's the Guinness world record for the greatest selling rap artist of all time with a whoop, whopping 75 million albums sold around the globe. And that is crazy impressive. And he made more money in death than in life which is sad, but sometimes that's just got to happen. And I know that I rambled a lot, that this was a lot of saws, but it's literally the wee hours of the morning and I have to work at seven o'clock because I don't get to be quarantined and Idaho doesn't know what's going down apparently because we're all out here still living on the streets so <laughs> and going to work every day. But I hope you guys enjoyed. Thank you for listening. Remember that we are on all the social medias, Twitter, Instagram, Patreon, at Passions or Peace Podcast. You can send me a Gmail or a request at Passions or Peace Podcast. Thank you to our sponsor. And most importantly, thank you for coming back and listening every week, even though I just sound like a crazy sociopath on a microphone. Remember to stay peaceful and passionate. Take care of yourself. And during this crazy time, take time for yourself. Hang out with your family. Really get take this time to reconnect. And remember to breathe. We're all going to be okay. We're all going through it. You're not alone in this. I love you guys. And we will see you on Monday. Bye.